Hello, and welcome to the Convos with Kayla podcast. On this podcast, I will be sharing what God has been teaching me lately while also featuring guests on the show. This is a relaxed place to feel like you're having a cup of coffee or tea and talking about Christian lifestyle with vulnerability, challenging ourselves on our beliefs and actions as believers of Jesus, growing deeper in scripture, sharing testimonies of God's faithfulness, and exploring how we can grow deeper in love with our King while living for His glory. Make sure to subscribe, share with your friends, and enjoy the episode. Hello and welcome back to the episode. Friends, it's been a while. Can we just say that? I'm so sorry. I'm sure some of you have been like, um, was she abducted? Like, what happened? No, I'm still here at Ravencrest in Estes Park, Colorado, but I have been slacking on my podcasting game and I literally have no excuse other than I'm quite busy. I'm in a new season right now, so I'm still trying to figure stuff out and... That's all I got. That's the only excuse I have. Um, But it truly has been three months um, since I last posted an episode. So I thought it would be a good idea to post an episode this week um, because it's been a little bit. So I am also realizing that I only have four and a half weeks left at Bible school, which is so crazy because that means I've been here almost nine, well, I guess eight months, maybe seven months not counting Christmas break. I don't know, however long it's been. Um, And I've been just thinking about as my time here is coming to a close, um, just everything that God has taught me and that I have learned here at Ravencrest. I will hopefully share more in depth what I've been learning during my time here, but I'll save that for an episode probably for like after graduation in May um, because things are going to get quite busy in these next four and a half weeks. But the next few episodes are going to be with friends of mine here at school. And we're just talking about various subjects as well as what they've been learning here at school. They will also share about their experience at Ravencrest. So stay tuned for those episodes. They're pretty cool. And hopefully they will be an encouragement. Um, but yeah, so there truly is no way, like absolutely no way <laughs> um, <clears throat> I could cover the last three months. But I will say that these last three months have brought a lot of healing, joy, hard times, which have taught me that in my weakness, um, that Christ truly is the only one that's strong. And I am not one bit strong. (laughs) Um, But it's also showing me just how selfish I am and how I really, 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 really need the perfecting blood of Christ to sanctify me every day. So in these three months, I started walking down a new path, um, something that I've never experienced before. And I'll share more about that next week with a very exciting guest who I've been walking this new path with. Um, But yeah, it's just a new season that I've never experienced before. So I'm just super excited to share about that and all that I've been learning from that. But I've also met up um, with some old friends that I thought I would never see again. And I received a lot of healing and restoration and forgiveness um, from that, which was totally just a God thing. It was so crazy. I also went on a 10-day missions trip to Denver with 20 other students, and I have been learning a lot about myself in this new season, as well as learning about who Christ is in deeper ways. So I'm very excited to share all those things with you guys soon. But I've been, like I said, just reflecting on this time here at Ravencrest and just realizing as our student body is starting to prepare to go our different ways, um, I have just seen a lot of people experiencing freedom here at school from addictions, past choices, and hard family situations. 
And now people that they're going back into the real world after May 14th, it's made me realize that a lot of these people are going back to hard situations. I mean, I myself am going back to, you know, past temptations or um, maybe, you know, not the greatest habits at home or whatever it is. So I've been just praying for the student body and you guys can be joining us in prayers. We're about to leave um, this amazing place here in Estes Park. Um, but I've been also thinking about how I can prepare for action as I step back into the real world as well. And so today's episode truly is about how we as believers can take action when war is happening around us. And this episode truly is not only just for those who are leaving Ravencrest, but um, it's also just for believers in general who desire to live in the freedom that Christ has purchased for us. So the word freedom. Um, it has made me think truly, what is freedom? You know, you hear the word, oh, Christ has set us free. We're free indeed. Or, you know, as American citizens, like we hear all the time, like freedom or, you know, like independence. Um, we're very patriotic in that way, but I was thinking about it. I was like, okay, but truly what is freedom in Christ? And so freedom in Christ was not established by the power and endurance of mankind, but by the sacrifice and love of our God. The freedom we experience is not our own, but it's his and his alone. Apart from the redemption bought for us, we have no strength to resist sin. And apart from continually renewing our minds to the truth of this redemption, we'll continue to act as if chains that were broken long ago still tie us down to the world from which we've been successfully ransomed. So we must choose not to live in that place of bondage. That we were bought from. There are tons of Bible verses that talk about freedom. Galatians 5.1 says, It is for freedom that Christ has set us free. Stand firm then, and do not let yourselves be burdened again by a yoke of slavery. 2 Corinthians 3.17 says, now, this, now where the Lord is, there is the Spirit, and where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. Galatians 5.13-14 through 14 says, For you were called to freedom, brothers. Only do not use your freedom as an opportunity for the flesh, but through love serve one another. For the whole law is fulfilled in one word. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. To experience freedom here on earth, it means we continuously acknowledge that our old ways, our formal self, was buried with Christ the day we accepted him as Lord. So we need to choose to walk in this freedom that Christ gives us every day. We must take those action steps of taking time to sit and to be still before the Lord and let him renew your mind and show you who you are in Christ. Having freedom means you get to take time to bring your sin to the light and confess it to God, knowing that he takes your sin and casts it as far as the east is from the west. He doesn't hold you to those things anymore and you get to live in the light of his powerful grace. Yes, we have been set free from the things that once had a tremendous hold on us. But while we are freed from them in the ultimate sense, they can still try to have a hold on our lives from time to time, as talked about in Galatians 5.17 and 1 Corinthians 10.13. In this life, we will never be sinless. Rather, we are blameless and free from sin's former mastery over us. This means we are no longer under its penalty of death or held by it as an enemy of God. We are also under no condemnation if we have believed in Jesus, which is talked about in Romans 8.1. We must remember that every day 
that Jesus died for us and for our sins on the cross. And that is why we get to walk as a free son and daughter now. While we must always treat sin seriously, we must also not let Satan use guilt or shame to derail us from serving God. I've been guilty of trying to be a, quote, good enough Christian. If you're guilty of that too, then you probably have reacted with an intense urge to rid yourself of all sin, when that only does us more harm. I mean, I thought before where I'm like, oh, you know, I'm just going to get rid of this temptation, like completely, and everything's going to be fine. And I just try to do it in my own strength, and in the end, it causes more harm. So yes, we must not use God's grace as license to sin. However, we must also always remember that being made free from sin means we are servants of righteousness, which is talked about in Romans 6, 18. Living in freedom and fighting for this freedom in Christ is not you striving to be perfect so that God would be pleased with you. With this attitude, I'm basically saying the atoning work of the cross was not enough for me. Freedom in Christ is stopping to strive to prove yourself and just resting in the Lord. We are heirs according to the promise, and because we are free, we oppose the flesh. We serve through love, and our freedom allows us to function and live in holiness. We are given an opportunity for obedience, and now you are like a butterfly who shouldn't walk around like a caterpillar, because that would be stupid, and you would look silly, but you are a butterfly, and you get to walk now as a free butterfly, so fly in freedom, friends. Shed off your old self and fly freely. The cure is to simply repent and lay aside every weight and sin which so easily besets you and to run the race set before you with patience, which is in Hebrews 12.1. Lay aside the weights of guilt. Embrace freedom. Jesus is the author and the finisher of your faith. Look to him. Consider him and you will not grow weary. Hebrews 12.2.3 talks about that. Take off the focus of what you have done and what you think you have to do in this life and rest your eyes on what God has already done for you. As a military kid, I'm constantly thinking of military analogies with my walk with the Lord, which makes it kind of fun. Um, that's kind of why I like war movies, because I'm like, OK, there's a literal freaking battle going on around us. Like, <laughs> you know, it's kind of like these war movies where. OK, so this is my analogy. So I've thought of like when soldiers go out into the battlefield, they don't let their guard down because they know they've had this awesome training that they received at base and that it was good for them and will help them. Yes, they've had this training, but then they go out into the battlefield even more on guard because they know that this is the real deal and that the enemy could literally come out of nowhere. So I want to encourage you all to be on alert and be ready because this truly is a battle and we have to be ready. You make the choice to put on things every day, which Christ is talked about in Colossians 3, 1 through 17. And sorry, Paul is the one who talks about this. But it says, if then you have been raised with Christ, seek the things that are above. Where Christ is, seated at the right hand of God, set your minds on the things that are above, not on the things that are on earth. For you have died and your life is hidden with Christ in God. When Christ, who is your life, appears, then you will also appear with him in glory. Put to death, therefore, what is earthly in you, sexual immorality, impurity, passion, evil desire, and covetousness, which is idolatry. On account of these, the wrath of God is coming. In these, you too once walked when you were living in them, but now you must put on 
put them all away. Anger, wrath, malice, slander, and obscene talk from your mouth. Do not lie to one another, seeing that you have put off the old self with its practices and have put on the new self, which is being renewed in the knowledge after the image of its creator. Put on then as God's chosen ones, holy and beloved, compassionate hearts, kindness, humility, meekness, and patience, bearing with one another. And if one has a complaint against another, forgiving each other as the Lord has forgiven you, so you also must forgive. And above all these, put on love, which binds everything together in perfect harmony. And let the peace of Christ dwell in your hearts, to which indeed you were called in one body. And be thankful. Let one, let the word of Christ dwell in you richly, teaching and admonishing one another in all wisdom, singing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs with thankfulness in your hearts to God. And whatever you do, in word or deed, do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus giving thanks to the God, God the Father, through him. So friends, let's take action. Ephesians 6, 8, or 10 through 18 says, Finally, be strong in the Lord and in the strength of his might. Put on the full armor of God so that you may be able to stand against the schemes of the devil. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the cosmic powers over the present darkness, against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly places. Therefore, take up the full armor of God, so that you may be able to withstand in the evil day, and having done all, to stand firm. Stand firm, therefore, having fastened on the belt of truth having put on the breastplate of righteousness, and as shoes for your feet, having put on the readiness given by the gospel of peace. In all circumstances, take up the shield of faith with which you can extinguish all the flaming darts of the evil one. And take up the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God, praying at all times in the spirit with all prayer and supplication. To that end, keep alert with all perseverance. To take action means you are gearing up for battle. We live in freedom, but a war still wages on around us, trying to get us to bow down to the ruler of this earth and to try to stop us from bringing the gospel to those around us. So friends, I really just want to encourage you right now. Are you seeking to still live in that place of bondage? Are you still seeking to turn to those things that still tempt you and still try to tear you down? Or are you setting your mind on the things that are above? Are you putting to death these earthly things and, and starting to look at how you can put on as God's chosen beloved ones the things that you need to wear to be equipped for battle? To live in freedom not only means you aren't committing to the ways of sin, but it means that you stand firm and you don't live in the burden of sin as a slave, but as a servant unto Christ. I literally have a war room at home. And though I'm not home right now, and though I um, don't have my closet, I still love to think about my war room. And I've kind of like turned my car into a place where I can just come and pray um, here at school because there's not really spaces around campus. But at home, I literally just have a closet. And in my closet, I walk in and I have all these Bible verses and prayers on my wall. And I have a big board with other people's prayer requests on it. And that is where I go to fight my battles. To fight these battles with the Lord because this truly is a battle between flesh and blood. 
I have index cards all over my walls with Bible verses on it that I've been really trying to either meditate on or try to memorize because I want to hide the word in my heart so that when I am tempted, which is like constantly, or when I do have lies, which is constantly, I can immediately just go to the word that is hidden in my heart. I don't have to open up the word or turn to, you know, the Bible app on my phone, but I just remember like, okay, you know, it says as God's chosen beloved ones to put on love and compassion and peace and to put on all these things. I'm not to focus on sexual immorality. I'm not to focus on impurity. I'm not to focus on darkness. I'm not focused on these lies because I know I am a child of God and that's my identity. That's the place that I need to live in. Here at school, um, even though I don't have my war room on my wall, um, like right beside my bunk bed, I have two sets of piece of paper that have about 20 verses on it, but I call it my victorious declarations. And those are the verses that I read, um, well, I try to read every day before I go to school. Um, And that's truly how I'm preparing for battle that day. And I remember a few years ago, I really was struggling with um, temptation from um, pornography and just like really striving from like seeking identity and purpose in guys. And um, that was leading to me arguing with my dad all the time. And I knew like that had to change. Like I needed to prepare for battle. And so every single day I would go to my war room and I would open up Ephesians 6. I would read that passage that I just read over you guys. And I would just pray that. And I literally would like act like like I'm putting on a helmet of salvation and the belt of truth and holding up the sword of the spirit. Because truly God's word is a sword of the spirit and it's going to pierce the darkness. It's going to shield us from the darts of the enemy, these, these flaming arrows. And so that's why I've just encouraged you all. What are those action steps that you're taking for this battle? What's those things that you can put on? Um, for you each day when you go into battle you know is it index cards that you can put in your car on your mirror or in your you know room or just wherever you are or is it printing out things um like victorious declarations on a piece of paper that you read over yourself every day or is it going through ephesians 6 or colossians 3 and saying okay i'm gonna read this every single day whatever it is that you need to be able to equip yourself with to fight these things that are of the flesh and of darkness, do it and do it now because we have no time other than the present to start fighting these battles. And just a reminder that our freedom is not found in us. It is not found in feelings or ritual things, nor is it found in being enough. Freedom is only found in Jesus. We are made free and we get to experience our freedom by and through someone. And that someone is our king, our beloved, our bridegroom, King Jesus. Freedom is all about him, not us. And that is deeply liberating. So you see, as a Christian, you don't have to be someone you're not because you are in Christ and he is your identity. He is your all. You are chosen and you are beloved. And that is the place that you get to sit in, that you get to rest in the Lord knowing that he will fight your battles, but you also need to be equipped and that in the end, you will receive victory because we know who wins the battle in the end. So I hope that's encouraging, friends. Um, Please know that I am here for you guys. If you need anything, please feel free to text me if you have my number or to DM me on Instagram. 
Um, and make sure to just share this episode with your friends or family or share on social media. Um, and I would love to see it. So feel free to tag me at convos with Kayla. Um, and feel free to subscribe or follow me on Spotify and Apple podcasts. So I'll talk to you guys next week. Bye.